Uh, oh, so hold on, hold on. It's recording. It's recording, oh, We're back. We're back. This is your boy, Sellers Hamilton here. And Denya Hamilton. And you're listening to another episode of Tour, Tour Life. Life. So we want to start off a little different today. We want to start off with a question and we want to make you feel something. We want to involve your emotions All today. The All today. the feels. So the question that I have to put you in the state of mind, imagine you have just done something extremely terrible mm -hmm. that really has hurt the person that you have to tell that you've done something to. Mm -hmm. So much that they probably won't trust you, they won't love you, they won't want to be with you. Mm -hmm. And you've now got the task and the weight of telling them what you've done to them. Think about that feeling for a moment. Oof, yeah. It didn't take me much to think about it because I feel that all the time. You <laughs> and, feel that all the time? Yes, I'm saying because we built that rhythm in this marriage. So you feel scared about telling me something really terrible all the time? Um, it, I mean, sometimes it's, it's like a difficult thing to do, babe. Can't you be real about that? Mm, awkward. Okay. <laughs> well, the the feeling that we're talking about, there's a specific word for it, and we want to throw that out early so we can tell you what we're talking about. What are we talking about today, babe? We are talking about confession. These are my confessions. Yes. Confession, confession, confession. It is a word we all hate. It is a word we must love. <laughs> Why confession, babe? Why? Let's just start there. Yeah. Uh, well, first, I wanted to take us to the scripture right quick, to one of my favorite verses in Proverbs. It's Proverbs 28, verse 13. Give it to us. People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Mm. Can I give a scripture? Yeah, of course. I got one. I'm going to add one okay. on top of that, babe. Okay. Give it to us. Psalms 32, verse 3 says, when I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Mm. What, what thing I want to say about these scriptures is they both place confession in a very high light. They make confession seem like it's something very powerful and important. And also that there is negative sides to not confessing. Mm -hmm. So our first point that I want to give you for this podcast episode today, which we are talking about the power of confession and how it brings unity in your marriage, is that if you don't confess, you're actually hurting yourself and your spouse. That's the first point. That is so good, babe, because many of us probably thinking, well, how are you hurting yourself, really? Like, how does that impact me when I'm really, I understand that it's going to hurt my spouse is because I'm hurting you but how does it actually hurt us talk about it well in that scripture psalm 32 it says my body wasted away and i groaned all day long can you imagine just holding on to a burden for so long and just dealing with that that dirtiness and knowing that you just low-key being fake to your spouse because they don't know what is going on with you whether it's a heart issue like you know i mean everything's a heart issue but whether it was a thought that you thought um a deed that you did anything i mean you're gonna feel that and you're gonna start getting sick it, it says that your body wasted away mm -hmm. from you not confessing your sin our second point is if you don't confess you're actually not giving the opportunity for your spouse to love you i know that sounds really complicated um, but it's because confession brings freedom and healing. And there's nothing more powerful than someone who's forced to love you after hearing that you're very unlovable. 
That is so true, babe. I remember when we first got married and I was going on a work trip, but I lied to you and said that it was mandatory, but I was just afraid to ask you because I thought you would say no. Mm. And remember when I confessed to you and said, hey, babe, I actually lied and said that it was a mandatory meeting when it really wasn't. That was, yeah. And as difficult as their conversation was, it was really freeing for me because when I held it into myself, I really felt bad. I was like, man, I'm out here lying to my husband. And that's just like the worst feeling. And it was powerful because it told me something about you that my wife, no matter how serious or non-serious the issue is she's not going to not be honest and confront me with the truth of what's really going on in our relationship and that's something that's powerful Mm -hmm. it makes me think about another scripture coming out of first john 1 and 9 it says but if we confess our sins to him he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness you confessing to me that you were lying to me about this work trip gave me the opportunity to forgive you the same way that God does. Mm-hmm. It gave me the opportunity to help let you know that you're loved regardless if work um, leads you in a direction or not and that you don't have to be afraid to tell me what's really going on because I will love and accept you. And I think it brought us closer that yeah. you you gave that confession. Why do you think, though, you were hesitant to not confess? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think just with our culture being so stuck on putting our best foot forward i think that's why i even had the audacity to to keep that lie to myself right because i really you know we're fresh in in our marriage and i didn't want you to think i was a liar and i felt actually very shameful about it and um that is so true out the gate you do not want to be like i'm lying exactly right but you had you had enough respect for me exactly to not let that be what i thought of you right you you had to confront it of course because what's worse right is it like you telling me telling you that i lied or like honestly keeping it in and then that will honestly increase more lies. And right? what if I would have found out? Right. Then I really, ooh, you okay? So you actually rescued <laughs> both of us. Your confession rescued both of us. And I think so. one thing that you're making me think about now is the fact that a lot of people don't confess and don't like the idea of confessing their, their sin or their dirt, probably because we all can relate to times in the past when we've been vulnerable and confessed and other people didn't take it well. Mm-hmm. Other people didn't like receive our attempt to be honest and truthful with them in a way that was loving. They made us actually feel really bad about telling the truth. And so when you've got histories of people who didn't care for your confessions well and didn't forgive you and didn't love you when you told them your dirt, it makes it hard for you to want to confess in the future. And it just kind of like puts a bad taste of confessing at all in your mouth. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so, babe, I really want to get into what exactly confession looks like. Sheesh. Confession and what does it look like? Well, let's just take it real simple. Let's see actually what the dictionary okay. says about confession, right. and then we'll define it from there. What is confession? So, according to the dictionary, it is a spoken statement in which you say that you have done something wrong, and it's the act of telling people something that makes you feel embarrassed or ashamed. Okay, so now that we've got a definition, a a concrete definition of confession, we understand that it's 
basically you saying you're guilty, saying mm-hmm. you've done something wrong, but it also comes with a feeling. Yeah. It comes with this feeling that makes you feel embarrassed or ashamed because you're admitting your guilt. Wow. So I'd, I'd, I'd go as far to say, according to the definition that we see of confession, that if what you say or confess doesn't make you feel ashamed or embarrassed, is it safe to say it's not even, it's not even really confession, right? Mm. I mean, honestly, I'm thinking about my past experience. Yeah, like just using the earlier example, I felt really shameful. I felt embarrassed. I was like, man, I just lied to my husband. And even though it may have seemed like a small thing, I felt a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. And so I do believe that if you aren't feeling any of those feelings, it may not be considered confession. That's good. Let's go down that road a little further. With the idea of being embarrassed and ashamed, which none of us want to feel, none of us like to feel Mm -hmm. that way. So the idea that you hear me and my wife on this podcast talk about confessing is good and we're talking about confession today and confessing isn't happening if you're not feeling embarrassed or ashamed. It's like we're pushing you into something uncomfortable. Yeah. And I want to push this a little bit further because once again, we're going to, we've already laid out some of the gifts and the benefits of confession. But I would say one step further is that confession to me in my mindset and understanding of things that we've been practicing is choosing to disturb the peace mm-hmm. and not just confessing because you've been caught. Wow. Because like what I was saying about how I would have felt if I would have discovered that you were lying for myself and then mm-hmm. confronted you about it. And then at that point, right. imagine if you were like, you're right, you know, I was lying to you. I would have felt like really <laughs> betrayed. I would have felt like you was keeping something from me. Mm-hmm. But what was so valuable is that true confession comes to the person and it basically says, A, without you discovering that I've done anything wrong, without you accusing me and then me feeling like I have to express what I've done, I'm going to disturb the peace myself and give you the love and value to know, hey, you don't have to worry about me hiding or keeping anything from you because I'm determined to let you know the truth. That is so true and it's so good because when you like when you confess right or when somebody confesses it's really uncomfortable for both parties the person that is confessing and the person that's receiving Mm. and so when that person you know has done something wrong instead of sweeping it under the rug and making everything look all you know perfect and clean it's it's like it's really false peace false peace yeah that's i think that's the perfect word for it and so essentially what we're saying here is that true confession has the heart of making you feel embarrassed or ashamed Mm -hmm. but it also runs to confess before being caught or even before being accused um another point i want to say and make is that there is no confession too small or too big and i can think about a practice of one time, particularly with us, I don't know if you remember this, but it was an opportunity where you were singing backup for a friend at a concert that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I, we were sitting in the kitchen and I remember grabbing your hand and I remember saying, babe, you know, I, I'm feeling very jealous and insecure that you're gonna be singing backup tonight at the same event that I'm headlining. And I feel like you're gonna be, you know, this is something that I do on a regular basis and like I feel like you're still in my shine and I was very vulnerable and I felt really disgusting saying that out loud because what essentially I was saying out my mouth was like I'm a jealous selfish you know person but me being vulnerable and open and confessing that Mm -hmm. that feeling to you even though I know it was hurtful to you in a small way 
I think was an example of, of no confession being too wow. big or too small. Yeah. And you know what, babe? I really just want to commend you because I know that was a difficult um, conversation for you. And so I'm grateful that we have built these rhythms in our marriage and you chose that day to disturb the peace because you could have just kept it to yourself, right? Yeah. But instead, you you chose to take the initiative and have that conversation. I'm really grateful for you. Um, and because of that, I want to say when we first got married, we built this rhythm. And so because my, my husband really was the one to teach me this rhythm of confessing, it made me understand that we don't hide things from each other mm-hmm. and that healthy confessions lead to even more healthier confession. Because it was like my... Me setting the standard of confession and and just letting you know, like, this is a practice that we're going to do right. and embrace in our marriage. Exactly. And me modeling it out first helped you see that yeah. you had a responsibility as well. So, like, me confessing really, really small things that mm-hmm. you probably were like, why is he telling me this? It's not that big of a deal. It prompted you to realize this is the way we live. Exactly. And that's what it inspires in all of us, that when my wife confesses and lets me know that she loves me enough to disturb the peace and let me know the truth that, that of the darkness that she's harboring, it makes me want to do the same. And it makes me want to love and value her in that same way. And so we've been talking constantly, constantly, constantly about the person who's doing the confession mm-hmm. and the, the way they feel and the weight that they feel and the posture they're supposed to have. But babe, what about the person who's receiving the confession? That is such a great question. Um, I believe that in confession, both parties do play a role. And so I, I'm really um, grateful that I played both, you know, as the confessor and as well as the receiver. And so the spouse that's receiving in this particular um, conversation has the responsibility to just uh, create a safe space for them, uh, for your spouse, and to have an open ear to listen. And I know that it can be difficult at those times. I know that for me, listening to difficult things that my husband's telling me can be a challenge because your emotions are all all over the place, right? And you really just want to cut them off and just intervene. But we have to, in those moments, practice the act of listening. You know, in the scripture it says, uh, be slow to speak and quick to listen. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to practice those um, those in that conversation. I'm going to give a scripture that, that's kind of highlighting what you're talking about. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. It says, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will come back on come back against you forgive others and you will be forgiven Mm -hmm. and I think this is like the posture for the person receiving Mm -hmm. you know like when you're listening to your spouse confessing something to you that's already difficult for them to share that's making them feel embarrassed and ashamed to admit their darkness but they're doing it because they want unity and they want to be reconciled with you and they want to be loved your role as the receiver is to not judge them your role is to not condemn them because you know once again you will be in that position of confessing like when you guys have that rhythm one day you will have to tell your spouse something that you've done against them and you will feel embarrassed and ashamed and if you can't give them the lack of judgment and the lack of condemnation that you would receive um, when you were in that seat, then how fair is that to them? So good. And I just want to say that it does take practice. Confession is never easy, but it's so necessary in every relationship, especially in a marriage. So like, what are some things that, that you as a person who can give some practical steps of what you would like to make it easier for you if I was, 
you know, because we've mm-hmm. we've done it. But I think right. there are people here who they're listening to us talk about confession. They're listening to us talk about making a safe space for their spouse to feel comfortable mm-hmm. to confess difficult things. But what are some practical things that maybe you could suggest that you can think of that we do that might help some other people in these in these receiving positions? Yeah, for sure. Um Actually, I'll give you an example because I think my example can can talk about exactly what you're about to say. Okay. So I remember one particular instance. Um, there was this one day. I remember I came home and my heart was beating fast as heck, babe, because I knew I had to confess something to you. And I knew it was going to make you extremely comfortable. But remember, I grabbed your hand mm-hmm. and I told you before the confession, I said, babe, I love you. There's no other woman in my life. I value you more than anything. And I want you to hear what I'm saying. And I want you to know that what I'm saying is going to hurt you. But I have to tell you this for my healing and for yours. Yeah. And I, I prepped you before the confession, physically holding your hand, embracing you, but also with my words, being gentle. And then I begin to tell you about like this particular instance was a time when I was telling you, babe, I've been, I've been looking at women's butts at the gym. (laughs) Like I've been, Mm -hmm. and as hard as that was for you to hear as my wife and, and you were very honest in telling me like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, all the emotions that you felt of, of why my eyes were looking elsewhere, but me having to confess that to you, because I knew that me telling you that as my wife was going to allow you to support me, but also for me to be free because I know anything that I hold in secret or hide, the enemy will use it to continue to beat me up about it because I'm not confessing that sin. And so I knew telling you that you were a safe space, I knew that you were committed to loving me and and seeing me become a whole whole man who loves God, and it just really inspired me and uh, it, it made me feel safe. Yeah, and I'm so grateful because that was such a difficult... Um, conversation for me honestly just hearing that um, I just felt very insecure after that but at the end of the day I felt really grateful I'm grateful that I do have somebody who is committed to disturb the peace to make sure that you know we build this rhythm and that we don't hide things from each other and I'm grateful that we communicated what exactly we need when we're confessing. And so when you prepped me, I appreciated that. And when you held my hand, I appreciated that. And so as as much as it's it's difficult, you could actually prep your spouse for these um, moments. Yeah. So we want to end you with some practical steps for you to go out and actually do what we're telling you to do. We're commissioning everyone who's listening to this podcast to become confessors. You know, if you're if you're a person who believes in Jesus and the work that he's done, then you already know what confession has the power to do in your life. And you also know what confession has been keeping you from becoming. Um, So we want to send you with three practical steps. The first one I would say is communicate the importance and expectation of confession, whether this is with your spouse, whether this is with your friends. Everybody needs to be in relationships where they are able to freely confess and freely be confessed to. So I would say communicate the importance and expectation of confession is our first point. What else we got, babe? We also have communicate what will make you feel safe when confessing. And so again, these conversations can be very difficult, uneasy, and you just need to let your spouse know or friend know or parent know what exactly you need that'll make you feel like you're being um, listened to and not judged at the same time. That's so good. And the last point we want to convey to you is that 
We're challenging you to practice confessing. With everything you've heard, there's nothing more to do than to go out and put yourself in a position to be embarrassed and ashamed, but knowing that your confession will be the thing that brings unity and wholeness to you and your relationship.